Welcome to The 8 Billion Project, where we're on a mission to make an impact by discovering and sharing the purpose of every person on this planet. I'm your host, Lisa Florida. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The 8 Billion Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Florida. And today I've got a special guest all the way from Jamaica, Miss Leandra Ricketts-Williams. She is a determined and self-motivated Christian woman who encourages and empowers people, especially youth, to speak up using their voices and their pens as their weapon. She believes every extra extraordinary people have an ordinary at first to live an ordinary life and also believes everyone has a story which has the sole power to change somebody else's. She's a mother, small business owner, poet, and author, and many other hats that she fills. She's a messenger who has given a message out and if and believes it is to empower the masses. Welcome, Leandra, to the 8 Billion Podcast. How are you doing today? I am doing good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it is such an honor to actually have you. And I just wanted to let everyone know that this, you know, we've we've had some uh, we've had to try and record this because of, you know, some technical issues before. But I'm so glad we got that all squared away because Leandra has an amazing story that I've been wanting to share. So, Leandra, you are part of season three, which is an amazing season already. I've recorded probably half the season. And so you've got such an amazing story. I've heard your story on uh, through Shanique's uh I believe it was through her live streaming channel on YouTube, right? You were able yes. to made the introduction. So, Leandra, would you mind? So, I know you're an author, but before we get into all of that, would you mind sharing your story with the audience? Okay. So, my book is called Broken Girl, Restored Woman. Now, a few of the things that broke me while I was growing up was the trauma of my uncle molesting me when I was nine years old and 10 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old. Now, when he started molesting me, he said that if I had told anyone if I had told anyone what he is doing to me, he is going to kill me. And that led me to fear for my life. So I didn't think that I should tell anyone because I believe that he would have killed me. But growing up, growing up, to realize that he was he knew that he was wrong in what he was doing and he was ashamed. So he used the threat in order for me to keep silent so that nobody knew what he, what he was doing to me. When I turned 13, I remember he, he, he came again and he tried to do it, but this time I fought back. I was washing the dishes and he came and held me behind my waist. And I took the pan of water and I threw it on him. No, I felt I felt like I was a, a heroine, a heroine there because I I found the strength to fight back. However, I was still struggling, having nightmares 
couldn't eat. I didn't want to, to play with anyone. I wanted to stay by myself. Wow. When, I, when I was 14, I went to live with my grandmother and my step-grandfather. No, when I, one, one evening he was there reading the Bible and I asked him the question, do you really believe that God exists? And he said to me, yes, without a doubt. So he asked me why I had asked him the question. And I said to him, nothing really. And he said to me, come and give me a hug. Believe you me, Lisa, that it took me forever to get up and go to my grandfather to get that hug. However, when he hugged me, I started to cry and I shoved him away and told him not to hug me. And he said to me, God loves you with a love that is unconditional. And I am here to talk whenever you are ready. And it doesn't matter how long it is. I will listen to you. If you don't want to talk, write letters. I will read them. And that was how I started writing. When I was 16, I, I, I didn't know how else to do, to let my voice be heard or to be seen. So I started doing things out of the norm. I, I remember I ran away from home. And, and it affected me academically too because I couldn't perform, perform in school. I remember at ninth grade, there was about 45 of us in the class and I came dead last. <laughs> so I'm... So my mom, she was mad at me because she's saying, oh, I am sending you to school and you are not learning. So I'm going to buy a fork for you and I'm going to buy a cutlass <laughs> for you to go to the farm because school is not for you. But little did she know that I was struggling mentally and I could not grasp what, what, what I was being taught because I was wrestling with my own demons that I was afraid to tell anybody about. So, so I remember at 16 now I ran away from home because I was struggling mentally and I did not know how to go about telling anybody. So I started acting out. When, when I ran away from home, I ran to St. Mary, ran, run into this guy now. He, he told me that he loved me. Yes, I believed him because I did not know what love it was like because I never loved myself because of what I went through. I believe I wasn't beautiful. I was scared to look at myself in the mirror because I never, I was scared of the, of the image that I would have seen the broken, messed up girl that was molested by her uncle and I wanted nothing to do with her. So I believed anyone who told me that they loved me and I started having relationship at an early age because I was seeking love, but seeking it from the wrong person or the wrong source. So this guy know, he led me to believe that he loved me. However, there is a saying that says, in the, in the Bible that says what the enemy meant for good, for bad, God will turn it around for your good. And that was what happened. Because me going to St. Mary, it, it came that I, I, I could have come out with the story and said, oh, I am going through this. But when I came back, my mom 
said that she was going to take me to the police station. No, I went under the bed and I took out a box of books that I had and I, I took them out and she said, what is this book all about? And I said to her, we are going to the police station. So she grabbed the book from me and started reading and she, she cried and she said to me, Nisha, I'm begging you not to tell anybody. And they were talking about the disgrace and the family shame. Growing up, I am saying, if you are willing to sacrifice the cry of your daughter or the cry of your son for a family name or to cover the disgrace or the shame, that means I am not worth it and I, you don't consider me. So I started, you know, doing things how I wanted to do it. I gave my life to the Lord at an early age because I was told that God loves me no matter the mess that I am in. He loves me. But nobody told me that when I give my life to the Lord, hell is going to come up against me because I'm trying to live a life now that is on the right track. And so... I went into the church you now with the with, with the mentality that oh my problems will be over and I will not have any nightmares anymore because God is going to take it away from me. <laughs> so so when I went into the church you now to my surprise it was different it was totally different from what I had in my mind because nobody told me that when you when you take the, the the decision when you make the decision to take that walk with Christ you don't magically get a wand to wash your problems away you have to go through it it is a process and he delivers you and continue to keep you delivered from what you are going through yeah. So I I backslid. I, I walked away because I'm saying this life is not for me because I'm still having the nightmares. I'm still going through my going through and there is nothing. And let me tell you something that I used to pray that God when I wake up tomorrow morning, let my uncle be dead and I would tell him, oh, I want him to die. <laughs> I also remember I I I I place my tide in the offering plate and I would say in my heart, God, this is why I am sowing my, my offering seed. No, I I was blatant and I, I I told I was giving God directive. I was standing in the way of allowing God to do his thing. So right. I, I I I suffered from unforgiveness for a, a long time. Believe you me, Lisa, it took me 15 years to look at my uncle and call to him because each time I see him, I would remember what he had put me through. Now, when I, I got married at an early age and I, I went through a lot of things like I, I, I suffered from panic attack. I couldn't function like... I would be scared or paranoid if I'm going in a vehicle and there are there are more there are two men or three men I would go into the car because I would have started forming images in my head of what they would do to me so that so paranoid I was so I got to learn that Christianity the walk of Christ is a process and you 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 don't just 
snap your finger and things go away. You have to go through and allow God to deliver you. And the deliverance is a step-by-step thing. Mm -hmm. So I started feeding on the word now and applying it to my life in the physical world in order to kill the demons that were feeding on my soul in the spiritual realm. Because let me tell you something, unforgiveness, it feeds on your soul. And you are going to look and say, oh, I, I am over this or I am strong. I can go through this alone. But let me tell you something. Since I, I, I am able to sit and talk about what I have been through, I am feeling much better. I don't have to look over my shoulder or close the doors and close the windows and just whisper it to my little cousin anymore. I can sit and I am able to sit here and talk to you comfortably and tell you that God is indeed still in the miracle working business because I, I am a product of a miracle. I am a walking, talking miracle. <laughs> oh my gosh, Leandra. I don't think that I've ever in my in all seasons cried at the whole start of my podcast. I was just so moved by your story. And granted, I just want to let the audience know, I, I've heard her story before, but I'm just so touched because if you look at Leandra and, the, and that smile on her face, and that spirit, you know that that can only come from the healing of God and source, right? And it was such a process. It's a miracle. But a big part of it was, I think, you know, like going through that journey and then being able to express yourself, even though that there are some very painful parts, you know? I mean, like you finally one stood up to your uncle and then you then you started writing and then you and then you had uh, shared it with your mother. Right. But for your mother to actually say, well, let's not talk about this. Right. Um, and then what I wanted to ask you through that process, when your grandfather, when you were 14 and you hugged your grandfather, do you think he knew? I mean, maybe not specifically. He did. you? Yeah. If you can answer that question, did you do you think he knew? Well, not I don't think he knew directly, but I believe that God had showed him that I am struggling with something and I needed somebody to talk to. So him now being available, God used me in order for my story to, to be told. Got it. Okay. And then did you ever eventually tell your grandfather the story? Well, some parts of it, they only read it in this book because at the time when the story, when I told them what I was going through and me saying that it was not only my mother who told me not to talk about it. It was also family members that were there because they were scared that I, I would have been killed for real. or they, they said that they didn't want the disgrace and the, the shame on the family. So it was not only my mother alone, but also my father and other family members. So, so um, when, when I wrote the book, there were, there were still things that I didn't talk about because I'm saying 
I don't think that I am able to say it with my mouth. So I'm only going to write it and let others know about it. So yes, I told them the story, but I did not tell them every detail of what happened, but they have read it in the book. Okay, got it. So that that's all that is all in the book, right? The, the, and you it's the chronicles the whole story of your of your upbringing. Yes. So what could you show everyone? I know you you showed it in the beginning, but you know the the lighting was a little bit hard, it was a little bit dark. Could you could you show us the book again? It's And the title of it is Broken Girl Restored Woman. Yes. And that everyone uh, I will have, you know, for anyone that would like to follow Leandra's story or read about it, we'll, we'll, we'll put links in the description box and share that. But that, I mean, I just can't, you know, yeah, I've had, I have so many questions. I just can't fathom. And there's, you know, here's the thing. There are many, I think the reason I'm so moved by your story is because the ability to heal from that, right? Even if the journey was even sometimes hard, because it's a process you're talking about, right? You go to church and then also there was another thing where, you know, you remember that God loved you unconditionally, but at the same time, though, too, like you were saying, you were you were praying or giving instructions to God about what to do to your uncle. But that's the thing. Yes. First of all, I think, do you believe that first it was finding and forgiving yourself first and then everything else could turn around? Yes, I believe that God wanted me to forgive myself because for years I I had asked myself and I have I have I used to be mad at myself. How could I allow this to happen to me? Why couldn't I think of a way to hurt him or to stop him from hurting me? But I realized that it was never my fault because I, in no time, had asked him to do anything to me. I had no time dressed inappropriately in front of him or tried to dress myself in front of him. I also hated myself because of what I went through. And I realized that God wanted me to look at myself as the royal priesthood that I am, that he created me Mm -hmm. to be. He did not care about what I had went through. He just wanted me to love me. And I had to, in the process, learn to love myself and also learn to love men, not only just people around me that are related to me, but overall, because I had no love for men at all. I, I remember at a point I, I was thinking, oh, should I really get married to a man because a man raped me, a man molested me, you know, caused me to be depressed. Should I really want to have children? I was terrified of these things. But I always share my testimony with people and I say to them that when I was in my brokenness, it was only one man 
that broke me, that took away my identity. But when God restored me, he get, when he started the process of restoration, he gave me my husband, he gave me a best friend, he gave me my venting pillow, Andrew, and he gave me two sons. So I, I was restored with not only one man, but I am, I am in my season of restoration with yes. five men. Yes, and and I can tell somebody today that what what God what the enemy thought that he sent to 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 break you and to put you to pieces and shred you down for you not to think that you are able to exceed your expectation. God can use the same situation and turn it around and let you realize that the limit it is only in your mind. Because once the enemy can manipulate you using your mind, it manipulates your entire kingdom, your entire temple. Yeah, no, that I, that's amazing. Because now you have three gentlemen in your life. Two, two sons, Leandra? Yes. Two sons and then your husband. What a journey though, right? But the thing is, here's the thing. You know, a lot of the, these interviews that I've done, especially with women or even, you know, even men that I've known, it, it was truly a journey to self-love. Because if... If you don't, and I, I had the same journey and that's why I'm here doing this podcast because it was in finding love for myself that I could love others, right? I could fill my own cup and it could overflow. And so I could give to others, but it, 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 that becomes the big thing. You know, God doesn't judge. I mean, you could come from the, uh, what you, what you call like the ugliest past. He has, he doesn't see you in that way. He sees you in your purest light. And so that's the journey truly is to self-healing is self-love first. And forgiveness is one of the, the things that you, you do, right? Because it's shame, guilt that you're carrying. And believe me, you know, I've, I've heard, I've had different I know of different women who have gone through, you know, similar, similar, similar experiences. And, and the thing is now there's many of you guys on the rise speaking up and being empowered, right? <laughs> yes. And I, I love the movement. I love that we are being comfortable to talk about it because what I realize is that a lot of young girls, a lot of young boys, they are being molested, they are being abused, but they are being silenced or they are mm-hmm. scared to come out say that they're going through this so us that went through it, that are here now talking about it, I believe that we we are a thread. We are a link of chain that will empower these people to come out and say, oh, if she went through it and she's comfortable to talk about it, then I can share my story and we can fight together. We can stand together to put this to an end. Yes, absolutely. You know, and one of the things that I wanted to ask you too, uh, Leandra, when I saw your interview with Shanique, you had touched on us breaking ancestral curses, right? I'm a big believer in that, that, 
in the generations to come, we are going to be breaking down those ancestral either curses or the way that things were done, like what you're saying, like there was all of this, you know, like either rape or things that were done to the the kids that were younger and they were so scared. And this is that, we are that generation that's going to change it because we're going to speak up and we're going to be authentic about it. We're going to tell the truth and that's how we heal. Because when we, when we sit here in our power and we voice what our experiences are, we give everyone else the platform to do it. Right. So when I when I started talking about what I went through, I remember my grand aunt, God rest her soul, she turned to me and said to me that Nisha, you are not the only one that is monster raped, but I am proud of you because you are the only one to speak about it because nobody dealt with what happened before. So I had to be... I had to be the, sadly, I'm the one that had to suffer in order to talk about it, in order to shed some light on it, to say that this person has not only done me wrong, but he also did it to somebody else in the lineage of my family. And I had to fight demons that weren't even my own because I had to stand. I had to be the brave one and stand and fight against generational curses, against things that wasn't dealt with in the past. I had to be the one to come now and to be able to talk about it and to say, just end it, stop hurting the girl children, stop breaking the boys because a lot of a lot, sadly, a lot of us, we don't look on the side, the bright side. We succumb to the darkness. We yeah. blame God for what we go through. And we're saying, oh, oh, God is not, God doesn't love me because if he really loves me, he wouldn't have allowed me to go through this. But I want us to understand that God is not forceful. He's not like a slave master. He gives us free will and if you don't avail yourself to live in the dark in in the light then the dark will creep up on you and the devil will use you because he finds you available because we have to remember that we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against rulers of darkness in high places i'm not saying that i don't Blame my uncle for what he did to me. What I am saying is that I have forgiven him and I'm able to live my best life. I remember he he took it and I, I can stand outside my house and look at his house and I don't feel anywhere about it. I can see him on the road and say Evelyn, if it is evening, good morning, if it is morning and I feel at peace. I couldn't have done that in the past. So I am truly a testimony to tell you that God will restore you. And I remember when he took sick, I, I said, God, 
you can't allow him to die now because mm-hmm. I want him to see me live my best life. Yes. I want him to realize that what he did to me did not cripple me, did not stop me from achieving what I was created to achieve. It, it did not stop me from living a purpose, but what he did was to me to grab my purpose within in his and and hold on to it firmly believe that hey you could not kill me then so you're not able to do me anything at all because i know who i am and i know what god says about me so it doesn't matter what i went through what you put me through i'm i don't anymore so don't search for me at that place anymore you gotta look over to the brighter path you gotta look (laughs) over to greener pasture because i'm no longer feeding in the the the, the desert of drought i am drinking from my sauce and my cup is overflowing yeah not only with not only with material things but in beauty because to tell you the truth I believe that I am, this is beauty. Because if you knew me, the person I was before, you would not have seen this smile on my face. I would always be, my mouth, my mom would always say, fix your mouth or your mouth long so in in Jamaican language. But now they have to ask me what sweet me so every day. So, I have this little song that I always sing that over and over in me makes me into his likeness upon this clay. And I am glad the day he didn't throw this clay away. I am happy to know that God uses broken people. God restores broken yes. people. I am a testimony to tell you that God will find damaged people and tear them down and find the better parts of them and turn it into the best version of them. Yes. Amazing. That is amen. I can feel Leandra. Just your smile and your spirit just say everything. It's absolutely, that's why it had me in tears because as if when I look at you, like your spirit truly shines. The best part of God's gift shines through you, right? Like Hallelujah. smile just comes through the camera. That's why I was like, I have to have her on, 8 billion. <laughs> what an amazing story. I mean, it it is an incredible story too. And I haven't even shared the other things you've done. You write poetry, right? You. Yes. But by far, I think probably the the biggest accomplishment, of course, of your life, probably career-wise, let's just say, is to be able to share your story and do it through a book. You know, so, and then, of course, your number one accomplishment becomes your children and you being a mother and a wife, yes. right? That is, that is the ultimate, yes, you know, that and that's, right? That is yes, my, that is the ultimate gift from God is to be able to heal fully and to have an expression of yourself now through children, right? Yes, and to be able to bless to be the mother of two boys. 
I think when I when I had this son, my first son, I was saying, God, what are you trying to say? But before I had I had him, I remember God came to me in a well it's the spirit of the Lord appeared to me and said to me to call him Samuel. And when I researched the meaning of the, the biblical meaning of the name Samuel, it means God heard. So in 2018, I, I, that was my spiritual awakening. That was me growing spiritually to say, despite all that I have been through and the tears that I have cried, and the prayers that I have prayed, God is saying to me that he heard me. So I am believing him to, to not only stop here with me, but to carry me further than what my mind could ever think of or my eyes could ever see. Yes. So I remember, Amen. I remember I, I laid on the ground on December 31st, turning into the new year. I remember I laid on the ground and I imagined I was the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. And I, I, I struggled on the floor, imagining that I'm going to touch the elm of Jesus' garment. And when I did, and I imagined that I touched the elm of his garment, I got up and I wiped those tears and I said, I am going to do this. I am going to get over this i am going to move past this because i know i know know that this battle it is not mine and i wrote and i shared a, a status the other day i said if we keep fighting the same warfare probably we need to change the strategy of how we are fighting the war yes. because a lot of us we stand in a way and we want to fight the battle for ourselves but we have to remember that we have to be still and know that it the battle is never ours it is always the lord's yes amen right Give it up to spirit, to source, to God. And now you have a legacy. You know, I have a son myself and I know that, you know, the way that I live my life as an example, like my mother, I lost my mother in 2018. She became the driving force and inspiration behind all of this work. This is an expression of the truest beauty and of of God. It's, it's for me, it's this project or this movement per se that allows me to sh give people a platform and a voice to tell their story and share it with the world. And you are one of those people, Leandra. And on top of that, that's what I'm saying is our children are going to become the, our legacies. They will be the ones that carry on the stories. They will be the healed ones that they don't have to go through so much pain because right. We, right? we were an example to them of being able to use their voice, not be scared, not be ashamed, but to stand in their power. So it has been an amazing uh, 
session or interview with you, Leandra. Um, could you share with us one more time your book? So then if people would like to purchase it, um, you know, to support you on your journey, you know, on your journey, and then the best way to contact you. So my book is called The Broken Girl, Restored Woman. You can find it on Amazon and you can read it for free in the Kindle store. store. You can find me on Facebook at Leonja Ricketts or Leonja Ricketts Williams. Amazing. Well, let me, let me ask you this. You know, in, if you, would you... You know, I, I close out in, in different ways with my podcast and, and what I'd like to, you know, to ask you, um, what would be your, you know, if, if this is a legacy project and let's just say that, you know, they might not come across it at, at the time it's, it's, uh, you know, released, but maybe this is a time capsule to a future generation, Right. What would you say to that future generation if you could have just a few minutes uh, to speak to them? So I would say to them, whatever you are going through, know that it is never your fault. And if you can use your story to empower somebody, know that you went through it in order to share it, to empower someone else, because there is always somebody banking on you, depending on you to tell your story and to share all you over, all you triumph over what was meant to defeat you. Amazing, Leandra. What a powerful message. Absolutely powerful, right? Your story is meant to heal others. It wasn't there for your suffering. It was meant for to heal others, right? Oh my gosh. This is the reason why I do this podcast. It is, is not, you know, it's not anything but for the movement. And so thank you so much for sharing your story on the 8 Billion Podcast. And like I said, and I tell this to all my guests, um, you're more than welcome. You will always have a platform here if you'd like to share more messages. So please, you know, this is only just the beginning. And I've built a family through 8 billion. It's amazing. But imagine looking at that smile, you guys, if you watch, whether you're on audio or if you have a chance to check out the video version, you just definitely have to see this beaming smile of Leandra. She's definitely an angel. <laughs> Many here for our message. So thank you, Leandra, for your time on 8 Billion Podcasts. And I hope you come back and, and share more of the journey again in the future. Thank you for having me and God bless you. Oh, thank you. So thank you, audience, for tuning in to this week's version or session of 8 Billion Podcast. And we look forward to having, to having you on the next. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If it's moved you in any way, please review and share your thoughts or text me your thoughts at 949-247-2800.